smooth as butter, baby. <laughs> uh, welcome to the inaugural episode of Fangs for the Memories, a show that asks the question, is that a stake in your pocket or are you just podcast to see me? Oh, God. <laughs> Did I come out strong? <laughs> Let's set the, let's set, we're setting a ton early and and I support it. Yeah. Uh well okay, <laughs> now that we've got that out of our system. Um I'm Leslie. I'm uh I go by they or she and uh, I am in beautiful sunny Boston. <laughs> and um my co-hosts are Kate. Hey, I'm Kate. Uh my pronouns are she or they and I am in uh beautiful Philadelphia, PA. And Tim. Hi, it's it's me. I'm Tim. Uh, I use they and he pronouns, and I am in Minneapolis, Minnesota, one of the Twin Cities you may have heard of. One of them. What? What's, what's the other one? The other one, one is St. Paul, right? Uh, it's, it, I was going to make a joke, but yeah, it's St. Paul. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what was your the, joke? The, 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 hey, the real joke is St. Paul, huh? Oh. Right? Just 30 degrees colder in here. <laughs> Alienating our St. Paul listeners immediately. Yeah, bye, St. Paul. <laughs> yeah, if you live in St. Paul, fuck you. No, please. <laughs> I don't espouse this this early. <laughs> yeah, we it's need our all first the help episode. we can get. We already have left beef. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> well, yeah, this is, a, this is going to be a Buffy recap and review podcast um first of its kind there's never been one before and there never will be again this is the only one that you can listen to <laughs> um so for starters i had the idea why don't we each go around and talk about our first like viewing of buffy and our like relationship with the show sure i can start um I, my story is, is is like relatively simple in that i remember like seeing buffy on tv like ads for it and being zero percent interested because it seemed kind of like goofy and and like i was uh, identifying as male at that age and i was like that's for girls that's a girl's show um (laughs) and and like my brother who's significantly older because he's from my dad's first marriage um he didn't put in these words but he's just like shut up it's really good you should watch it and I, I, like, idolized my older brother at that age. So I started watching it, I think with him even, because he would often come over to babysit, um, like, when my parents were doing whatever they did. Um, and got into it. And, and, and like, I, I think I was, um, I kind of thought of it as sort of, like, if, if you're a kid who thinks of themselves as a weirdo or an outcast, it was, like, definitely a show that kind of, it was like a catnip, you know? Like here are weirdos at a high school and also they're like solving world uh like epic problems that that could actually destroy the world which apocalypses and yeah yeah exactly um and like you know like i had a crush on willow and that kind of thing because one does and uh we'll we'll probably get into that at some point um (laughs) and and we'll also get into like i i think i identified with xander a bit and then uh we'll also get into why that's embarrassing and (laughs) i can't wait to talk about that i'm frothing i'm so (laughs) i i just have so many opinions jumping at the bit (laughs) kate what about you um let's see so this is probably my fifth or sixth Buffy watch um, oh I'm like a tiny bit of a fan just under duress or voluntary no or? voluntary <laughs> um I associate it with fall so I I immediately like get this sense every fall that it's time to watch Buffy um I understand yeah. that it's kind of like got like a dark academia aesthetic Ooh, I get it yeah yeah blazers and such mm-hmm. um I I didn't watch it when it was on television. And I think it's probably because I was like a real surprise. I was a very spooky, gothy, um, grumpy teen and um, did not think it was like spooky enough. I think it was like too bright in California. And I just thought it was like (laughs) crappy vampire lore, (laughs) 
not enough blood. <laughs> but now I love it. Um, you know, I mean, uh, with some there's some issues which we'll talk about, but but I love it yeah. and it feels like home. I think every time I watch it. Oh, yeah. that's so sweet. <laughs> which is weird. That's <laughs> weird. That's sweet. You know, we all we all got everybody gets one. You know. Yeah, my home is a hell mouth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for, for me, that show is uh, L.A. Law. That's oh my god. Just, no, oh not. god. It's not. It's not. It's not. That <laughs> it's just like your day. Uh, mine work. is. I think mine might be Criminal Minds. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's a different podcast. <laughs> so I have a I a, I don't want to say like a unique relationship with this show, but um, I definitely did watch it when it was first on. I think I was like. I don't know, 12 or 13 at the time. And I thought, oh, whatever, it's okay. Um, but I had a I had a newfound appreciation for it when, um, so after I got out of high school, I started doing um, the Rocky Horror Picture Show at Universal Studios in Orlando, Florida. <laughs> um, basically like they would play the movie and then us, we would get dressed up and like perform the scenes as it was happening on the screen. <laughs> um, so, naturally a lot of us were like rejected theater kids um you know just a bunch of weirdos like the the cast was called the rich weirdos so it made a lot of sense um and this guy who is a um he's a writer for the orlando weekly he's a producer in in like orlando theater his name is seth kuberski did a wanted to do put put on like a um performance of the buffy musical yes (laughs) um uh, that musical episode. So we did that. And I think we went to like a Buffy convention in Tampa and like performed it too. And I was just like a backup vampire singer, dancer, whatever, but it was definitely very surreal. And I, I want to say that, um, who's the guy that played Giles? Patrick uh, head, Anthony, Anthony, head. Anthony, yeah. Anthony Stewart head. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I want to say he was there. <laughs> So, so we was got he to being, perform was he for being, him. Was he being posh? Was he being posh the whole time? I don't I remember. It was like charming. a thousand years ago, but I imagine okay. he was like super weirded out by the fact that we were like pretending to be him, you know? <laughs> I like to think he was there incognito as Ripper. No, that would rule. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's my... Uh, that is my experience with the show. Do we want to just like dive right into the synopsis of what episode one? Sure. The pilot. Yeah. Should should we give like we didn't really talk about this? Uh, not to give a peek behind the curtain. Oh no. Like, do we, do we want to like just describe in broad stretches what the show is, or can we do that with the pilot? You think? I think we could do that with the pilot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. I think it really sets the tone for kind of what the show is although it definitely like gets more robust and changes a little bit as it goes on but yeah okay this really lays the foundation for for what to expect i think it is also i will say i mean i think there was a previous version of the pilot before this one i've heard like i've heard tale of a version that had different casting for willow um, oh i didn't know about this wow i didn't know that either yeah all right so that's one thing to keep in mind for some reason um but yeah i think i think like i mean i can i don't know give a crack at the the description which is uh oh before we do that i have a quick question did anybody watch the movie that this is based on oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. no i i haven't seen the movie i don't think which is a little bit uh feels like a i, I you know didn't do my homework time. <laughs> <laughs> so this was one of my favorite movies when i was like eight or nine <laughs> um i think just because I had an amazing, like, uh, a huge, huge crush on, I think it's Luke Perry? Is Luke Perry in that one? Yep. That sounds right. right. Okay, yeah. So, RIP, I love you, Luke. Aww. But, um, yeah. But, yeah, it's. I just think it's funny that, according to Joss Whedon, nothing in the movie is canon. Yeah. Doesn't count. That doesn't, doesn't count. seem right doesn't that he gets to make that call, but, you know. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> it's canon in my heart. <laughs> But it's like kind of notoriously a pretty good movie, like it's yeah, fun. really and butt like kicky, very light in tone. Mm-hmm. Like it's not, it's not like a super serious movie. No. Um, 
and it's about as we'll talk about i don't actually know if i should be the one to describe the pilot but i'm it's about a a, a teen uh uh vampire slayer who has like a mystical strength powers because of the lineage of vampire slayers that she comes from who like goes to a new school and then uh has to kill vampires again because it turns out that school is on uh a, a, like part of the world that's very vulnerable to dark forces is that how yeah it like a like a rift or they keep referring to uh, referring to it as a hell mouth they so. do yeah they do i i was i was trying to avoid saying that because I, I didn't think it was like act <laughs> like because it's not like there's a big hole where bad stuff comes out of although there, there is at some point oh yeah um, oh but there is yeah. spoilers yeah yeah, yeah spoilers yeah, yeah. yeah we'll get to there it. will be an actual hell mouth but yeah so the, the whole show revive revolves around this and the pilot definitely is like we see her like arrive at the school and start to meet people. They lay out like who her immediate allies are, which are like other like 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 she's kind of cool, but all her friends are dorky. Is a dynamic in the show that I, I I'm maybe uh, overselling. Um, yeah, no, she really rides the line between like you know like Cordelia, who is like the queen bee popular, and then like the complete losers like Willow and Xander. Right. Exactly. Right. Who, who are better looking than losers are in real life. Of yeah, course. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and like one of the dynamics that the first show sets up is like Xander has the hots for Buffy. Uh, Willow has the hots for Xander, which will become complicated by later developments. Um, <laughs> and Buffy is almost like oblivious to, to, to all of this. Um, and, but she gets like, there's some weird stuff with Cordelia. Who's like the mean girl in the school um she runs into giles who's the librarian uh later revealed to be a watcher which is not a non-creepy title um (laughs) always a man always an older man oh no actually no there is a female watcher is there i forgot oh i forgot about that never mind okay (laughs) there goes my theory (laughs) it's a very it's a very like a very like paternalistic yeah Um, yeah but yeah, does someone else want to sort of describe what happens in the episode? That's just sort of like the broad stretch of what, what's revealed, I guess. Um, I mean, <laughs> so if somebody can fill in the broad strokes, because all that I could focus on were like these weird little like minute details that like you probably would totally have missed if you <laughs> were if you had like a normal working human brain. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess in sort of in like the vamp side of things um you know so Buffy gets to Sunnydale she she was living in LA um I think I do think it's really funny that she just like ended up in this town that just happens to be the hellmouth oops but um (laughs) but so yeah on the vamp side there is uh the master who is like you know the the original vampire and he is um He's sort of, I guess he's raised by a bunch of other vamps, but can't leave um, this sort of protected area that they're all living in. So they're trying to get get him uh, enough strength to release him out into the world and end the world. There's a lot and of it, almost ending the world. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Get, get used to that as a recurring theme. Yeah. The world's gonna almost end a whole lot. Um <laughs> and and like he's got like this this like buff I don't know what the vampire version of a himbo is. Because he's not really <laughs> like him himbo implies you're nice. He's not really nice, he's just like dumb and talks in an old timey way. Mm-hmm. Like, is, is it called like his harbinger or something? I can't remember what the guy's. Is oh that... yeah, he's like a vessel or something. Yeah, right, that's Luke. Yeah, yeah. Luke the vessel. Yeah, right. <laughs> Luke the vessel. There, there's a lot of like quasi uh, uh, like biblical imagery and and dialogue in this episode, and the, where I remember as a kid being like, ugh, like is this what this is? Like it's gonna be a bunch of church <laughs> stuff. Um, like they pray and say amen. Like the vampires, like have like it's like the the, the perverse, you know, the um, kind of like flip side of Christianity type thing. Um, and his vessel is like going around, doing like spooky vampire stuff, but like the 
proclaiming a lot. He does a lot of proclaiming, as I recall, in this episode. Yeah, he had a really big speech in, like, the the Christian teen nightclub. <laughs> right, right, yes. <laughs> Which it definitely is. It's definitely... I think we're only going to call it the Christian teen nightclub. For yeah. Even though it does have a name. It's the uh, only club worth going to in town. That's true. Yeah, it's, according it's, to Cordelia, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but they do show that in this episode, like, what happens with it with the transformation because one of the other students gets turned um and they do a cool like you think he's still human but actually he's been a vampire for a while and he tricked you a thing which is fun um <laughs> and you get to see that like vampires can look human but they when they're like about to feed they look all freaky and have like weird uh you know, like post- Klingon forehead ridges. Yeah, yeah like 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 <laughs> obvious prosthesis on their faces, which actually I think is it's like the makeup's good on the show in general. I think. Um, I mean, well, for the so time, that... for, the, for the time, it's pretty good. Well, just uh, when when the so when the so in the beginning, there's like a guy that goes missing, um, and he ends up stuffed in somebody's locker, and he pops out, and Buffy takes a look at him, and he's got this bite mark on his neck, and the applique is so sloppy that you can see the rubber, like, <laughs> leaving his skin. <laughs> okay, but so, so Leslie, you you are approaching this as somebody who, like, notices such things. Yeah, yeah I told you, like, normal human brain. <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying, like, I, like I, eh, whatever, okay, maybe you're right, but I, I think, it, I think like, it, part of the appeal at the time was that it was like better than average effects like for that type of show. Yeah, no, I agree. And, and yeah, so I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying that you <laughs> give it a pass. <laughs> I like their teeth. <laughs> yeah, they do They're have good. Good teeth. Yeah. Yeah. Teeth are good. I think the master's makeup is really good, to be honest. I think it looks cool. Yeah. He has a I... very uncomfortable mouth situation yeah. though. I'm really not okay with it. <laughs> And I, I read somewhere that, like, they wanted to do, like, kind of, like, the crow, like, give him, like, long hair, um, but the actor, like, really advocated for looking more like, um, like, Nosferatu, and so they no, did he, kind that of was the make right call. A, yeah. a transition, and yeah, I do think that was the right call. He's also, I believe, the guy who played the dad in Twisted Sisters, We're Not Gonna Take It video, <laughs> who famously oh, really? yell, yells at his son for... Uh, listening to heavy metal music and then gets basically menaced by the band the rest of the video wow um, which he deserves because yeah rightfully tried, so yeah he Absolutely. tried to stop rock and roll and you can't stop rock and roll. <laughs> you can't do it no and now he's <laughs> trying to stop the world right yeah right <laughs> it's uh, just a menace <laughs> just yeah so I, some nuisance I'm still, I'm pretty sure this wasn't like the original pilot but I think we can still talk about it like it's the pilot and yeah how, how do people feel like this like how did it succeed as an introduction to the show um i'm pretty forgiving with pilots because they tend to be like not as good as the rest of the show but like yeah like thoughts on this episode in general yeah i i thought it did a good job of like you know establishing because buffy already knows you know what she is and what she's you know she has a past and i think they did a really good job of like explaining to the audience like who she is as a character, but not, not having to start from scratch. You know, it's not an origin story because she's already established as a slayer. So I think it really rode the line. And I think because she is introduced in a new environment that helped us as an audience, like get into the perspective and like learn about her as a character. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's a lot of exposition, but um, Mm -hmm. you know, it's a TV show. So I think, you know, it's like having watched it, six or seven times I don't know I'm gonna keep upping the amount um broken yeah I'm like oh there's Buffy's mom she's overbearing there's Xander I completely did not know that that her mom is also the mom in Honey I Shrunk the Kids oh what whoa yeah not she's not the one married to uh Wayne or um Wayne Zielinski but the other the neighbors who are trying to go on the camping trip yeah, huh. and apparently she also did a voice in Grand Theft Auto Five. But that's cool. Yeah, <laughs> nice job, Joyce. Nice work, <laughs> Joyce. Good job, Christine. Christine I, Sutherland. I, yeah. I will also say, like, I if I had to at some point, I I'm just making up stuff for us to do. Like, if I had to pick a favorite actor or actress on the show, I think that's she's the the woman who plays Buffy's mom is really good. 
Like yeah, she's... I wrote in my notes, she's the most mommiest actress. Yeah, but she, she, but she like it's in a very realistic way where you're like, yeah. you can see why she would drive Buffy nuts. You also see like her motivations and like her imperfections are like pretty realistic that she's kind of detached, but also like like makes up for it by being overbearing. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just like the the writing for a lot of things in the show famously are very good. I assume we'll talk about things that maybe have an age as well <laughs> at some point, but yeah. Um, yeah, I think like, you know, as somebody who's watched it a lot, I'm, um, I really noticed how much they talked about like how Buffy was this delinquent in LA and she's trying to like, you know, her ways have to change in this new place, but she is just trying to save the world over and over again. And, you know, it's like, no one understands that. They just keep talking about her burning down a gym. And, you know, and she's like, but there were vampires. I keep saving you all. And, like, no one cares. Right? <laughs> yeah, it must feel like, yeah, until she meets, like, you know, her core group, it must feel be very isolating. For sure. Yeah, I mean, she talks to, when she meets Giles, you know, she's like, I'm sick, you know, he's like, you're the slayer, the chosen one. And he goes into the whole, like, speech. And yeah, like it's your duty or whatever. Yeah, and she's just like, I lose my friends all the time. I don't get to tell anyone about what I do. My mom's always mad at me. She thinks I'm a disappointment. And meanwhile, you know, she's like this kick-ass, like, superhero. Mm-hmm. I do also... Uh... I, th- I think the the pilot establishes some of the character tropes fairly well. Like, Giles is like a good guy, but he's also kind of like always taking off his glasses and rubbing his nose in frustration mm-hmm. at <laughs> antics. Like, yeah, I sure he must literally do that throughout the show, right? Like, I, I did not imagine that that's a thing that happens. Oh yeah, um, he does that. That's okay, a thing. Okay, hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. Um, and like Xander is just like frustrated, horny teen, which is like. At the, like I mentioned earlier, as a frustrated horny teen, I definitely was like, <laughs> "Yeah, I get it. I, you like the you like the popular girl, but she doesn't notice you, and and you don't uh, have a personality outside of sarcastic, which is kind of a problem with his character as well." Um, <laughs> but yeah, like it, like for like in like Willow and, and Buffy, like it establishes their personalities fairly well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Buffy's is is probably the most kind of like you just talk in Joss Whedon voice and then occasionally fall in love throughout the show, <laughs> which is like my biggest critique of, of this show in general is that like, it's so, it's so, it's like the, the, the most Joss Whedon of any Joss Whedon thing. Yeah. Um, apart from maybe yeah, Firefly. It, it, yeah. I was going to say Firefly probably yeah. rivals, rivals it in terms of Whedonisms. Right, which I, I like. I am. I was super like a, a a mega Joss Whedon fan in my teens and twenties, and think that he like, he, like, I I'm not gonna speak for y'all. I mean, he seems like a complete piece of shit as a human. Yeah. <laughs> and like, uh, but like he his writing works for certain things really well, and I think it works really well for this show for the most part, with some stuff that hasn't aged well or like is kind of clunky. Watching it now. Yeah, I mean it's very quippy obviously. You know, Buffy yeah. like I but but you're right. I think it works because Buffy is like she's a teenager and she's overwhelmed by all of the wild traumatic things she has to live with. So she kind of yep. just like hides all of it under a bunch of quips, which like sort of makes sense. That's what a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. I'm not familiar with that. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like um, I feel like I give Buffy as like a character more of a pass because she is supposed to be our protagonist, and I I, I think because I um, play like a lot of video games and like adventure games, and that's sort of the same kind of vibe is that you know your protagonist is kind of like the everyman or just somebody that a wide stretch of people can relate to and then everyone else around them the npcs (laughs) are um you know a little bit more animated a little bit more have a little bit more of a personality because they're 
you know, you are trying to project yourself onto the main character. Yeah, she's like the Jon Snow. Is that horrible to say? <laughs> she's, well, she's like the she's like the Nathan Drake. Okay. Who's Nathan Drake? Uncharted. Oh, for that the the that movie that's coming out that has no previous history. No, no, that movie, <laughs> that's that's not a real movie. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Okay. Um, oh, I have a question for you guys. Okay. Are you Team Xander or Team Angel? Oh, always Angel. Uh, probably as a kid I was Team Xander, but now I'm definitely Team Angel. Like, it, Angel is the better character. He's better actor, also. Uh, all the things. I feel like Dave in. I don't know how old David Boreanaz was when he he <laughs> like forty two. <laughs> well, his like, I don't think he quite grew into his eyebrow ridge. He has no. his, his eyebrows are like given Nicole Kidman and Moulin Rouge a run for their money, like, they're just so expressive. <laughs> like, I got really, like, f- dialed in on his uh, on his eyebrow acting. <laughs> they're doing they're doing a lot of work, you're right. Yeah, I feel yeah. like if he got really angry, they would, like, shoot off his head and fly away like a bat. <laughs> I mean, as somebody with e- extremely Slavic eyebrows, I can relate. Um, <laughs> so... Yeah, like I, I think I think Xander I don't know if this was intentional, but it feels like he was written in the show to appeal to like the male part of the audience. Or the male I should say like, you know, um I don't know what the right the the right phrasing is. Like he was meant to be somebody that teen boys watching the show were like, Oh yeah, this is how I would feel in these weird situations. Um, falling around the like like you know the the hot girl in school who's like weird enough that that she might hang out with me like that it feels like that was pretty intentional maybe i'm reading too much into that but like well i feel like he's also kind of a joss whedon self-insert yeah yes and the reason i feel that way is because he says that (laughs) has he actually said that about sander well so there's a scene where they are at the christian teen nightclub and one of the characters, oh, maybe it's not Xander, but maybe it's Jesse before he becomes a vampire, goes up to Cordelia and asks her to dance, and she goes, with you? <laughs> Which is, like, so brutal, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> That's <he's>... so sad. <laughs> Cord- Cordelia <laughs> is is very well-written as, like, an awful person that you knew and, in high school. Oh, totally. Yeah. And Charisma yeah. Carpenter, like, is doing a fucking master class on, like, yeah evil yeah oh yeah she's great like it it, it, and like it it can't be expressed how like i actually think she's one of the best characters in the show especially given her whole arc except Mm -hmm. when it kind of goes off the rails but like she's yeah like she's very necessary to the show yeah in a way that like you have you can't just have villains be uh well we haven't gone into are the vampires the real villains? That's some oh. foreshadowing. Um, but like, you have to have them be both in the high the high school as like teachers and principals and uh, mean girls and and like in the supernatural sense too, and that's why it works. Yeah. Um, but apparently, that whole exchange was was something that did happen to Joss Whedon when he was a teenager at a dance. Wow. <laughs> What a self-own. <laughs> right? Like, I don't know if I would broadcast that yeah. literally on television, Joss, but that's just me. Well, maybe maybe she got confused because she saw herself reflected in his giant forehead and thought that <laughs> she was asking herself to dance. Aww. It, ha- it happens all the time. Oh, no. Um, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be really mean to Joss Whedon throughout this show because like I respect some it. of the things he's made, yeah. but I, I I really hate people who abuse people that they have power over. And he's yeah, done that he's repeatedly. A yeah, he yeah. sucks. Yeah. I I remember <laughs> podcast dance. Yeah, podcast dance. He sucks. Um, Buffy good, Joss Whedon bad. It's possible <laughs> to feel this way. Yeah, I mean I remember like you know maybe ten years ago. I'm gonna like reveal just how very like New York lib I was but um (laughs) yeah going to see him at like a This American Life live show and being like I know 
No one less no <laughs> turn this off. Sorry, no. I, I, didn't, I didn't mean that. No, it's fine. <laughs> You're, you're, you're hereby kicked out of anarchism. Oh, you can't, God. You can't. <laughs> but wait, oh, I found no. anarchism. So can you. Oh, no. Okay, you're right. right? right you're, you're back right. in. You're back in. Thank you. I had a brief, it was a blip, you know. But, yeah, um, we, yeah, didn't we all? It, it happens. Um, and he, like, wrote this song for the show. And he's a really good, like, goofy, you know, musical comedy kind of writer so I was like very taken with him like oh he writes such great female characters you know like all that shit that we believed at one point and uh but yes he fully sucks (laughs) oh well (laughs) it happens and on that note yeah (laughs) we want to put a pin in it there yeah yeah okay I think it's gonna be that's gonna be a recurring theme like I, I don't think we have to go into like the uh the things what if that's our sign off like tagline like (laughs) joss whedon thanks for listening yeah Yeah. (laughs) thanks for listening to fangs for the memories and don't forget joss whedon sucks a lot and i I also promise not to make fun of how he looks more because i think that kind of is like uh, a bad habit uh (laughs) so i i will restrain myself in in the future the things he, yeah, he as is... someone who also has a five head, I can oh. I can sympathize. Oh, I mean, I've I, had I, bangs I, my whole life, so I'm I'm in, I'm in no position to judge whatsoever. Uh, <laughs> so, I, but I do. I'll just do it silently from now on. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like, I, I guess the first that I, I just looked this up, uh, and it, it, I guess the first two episodes were presented as. Uh, like an hour long. Yeah, two part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which it, it makes sense because I have trouble like separating them in my head. I believe the first half ends with Buffy in a coffin, having fought vampires in the graveyard, which happens a lot because that's where they <laughs> hang out for some reason, even though uh-huh. they're not corpses. I don't know why they're in graveyards a lot i guess spooky yeah and but she's like being accosted by the 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 vessel guy luke Luke. um and we're like well this show is gonna be real short she's about to get killed by a guy and and (laughs) and and and, and, well that's what what a disappointment and it turns out she doesn't get killed (laughs) (laughs) but that's when they drag away jesse right yes yeah yeah which like i I don't understand why we, I guess maybe just to feel bad for him when he turns, but like, I did not understand like why we devoted so much time to this character that literally gets got accidentally. <laughs> like the way that he dies is so stupid. It is pretty stupid, <laughs> but it make it kind of sets up the whole, you know, like uh, Xander still wants to see that there's some human part of him and can't really kill him so he accidentally yeah. kills him yeah so it some, does... yeah, somebody in their like terror in the nightclub in the christian teen nightclub just pushes him onto the stake that xander is pointing at him <laughs> like it's a fucking like three stooges bit <laughs> it's just i just like as soon as i saw that i just like had to pause it because i was laughing so hard i wrote down about um jesse when he asks cordelia to dance after he's turned into a vamp oh yeah when he's like super sexy yeah i was like vampires are sexy i mean (laughs) they are and oh interesting yeah yeah and like she you know she's like suddenly changed her tune about him and you know the part where he's like he says he feels strong and he can hear the worms in the earth i don't know why that (laughs) just like got me going (laughs) No, yeah, exactly. It is, it is like a, it's a, it's a thing that like they do make being a vampire seem appealing in a lot of ways in the show. Yeah, right? it's like an important part of it. Um, like le- less so in this season, but especially later on when there's like other vampire characters that we'll talk about. Um, like it often seems like a thing where it's like, is it that bad? Like, is it a like? I, yeah, you don't have a soul, but like, what's a soul really? Like, you know. Um, I mean, like. And, and he's portrayed as as now a, you know, like, awful, moralist thing. But also he can hear the words in the earth, which is fucking cool. Yeah. Like, yeah. That, 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 like, like, I, I want to do that. Yeah, me too. 
And they... I just thought it was, um, I thought it was, like, so, like, funny how when, <laughs> when he, uh, so Cordelia, like, she, or he grabs her and, like, makes her get on the dance floor, and she's like, I don't want to dance with you or something like that, and he just goes, shut up, and she's like, okay, maybe just one dance, and I was like, <laughs> oh, no, is that where they all learned it? I can't believe this. Oh, God, is that a thing that dudes do? Well, there's, I mean, the concept of negging. Yeah, vampires. Oh, pretty, oh, yeah. Oh, vampires yeah. are really good at negging. Yeah, they're like <laughs> the super PUAs. They're, 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 they're the original pickup artists. Yep. Yeah. Um, and they dress like them, too, so it all makes sense. They do. Yeah. Huh. I'm gonna go oh, yeah, the show. fashion in this show. I mean, I get that it was, like, 1996 or whatever, but, like, I, nobody, nobody, nobody dressed the way that... <laughs> it's no. dressed it's insane no. buffy goes to the nightclub in like slacks and like <laughs> yeah. a, a button-up shirt and i'm just like what are you even doing with your life you're 16 yeah she <laughs> like... has a lot of office wear you're right yeah and, and I, I jackets so can, I, this is a totally impromptu bit can we guess the ages of the various actors and actresses when this show first started i should say actors oh shoot Ooh. um okay okay I'm gonna I'm gonna look them up now. Okay. Uh, so so. Okay. Let's guess. Yeah. Quiz quiz show. <laughs> yeah. How old was was Sarah Michelle Geller? I'm gonna say twenty four. I was gonna okay. say twenty three. Uh, so it it premiered I believe in 1998. Is that right? Ninety seven. Ninety seven. Yeah. Okay. So she was twenty years old. Oh. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. Um. How old was Giles when the, when the show came out? Giles was probably Anthony like 32 or something. Yeah, <laughs> I want to say Anthony Stewart Head was probably like 35. Uh, he was born in 1954. Oh, he's my oh mom's my age. So, yeah. Wow. He, uh, which, which I, doing the math in my head, made him 43 years old. Damn, Giles. Wow. Yeah. Damn, yeah. Giles. Seriously? Yeah. 1997 Giles and 2021 Giles could still get it. Oh, yeah. 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 No, like, I, I love Look, Anthony had so much. <laughs> He's so I, good I, in this. I, I think in retrospect, had a crush on him, but what, wouldn't admit it to myself at that age. Because <laughs> that's my whole vibe as a human. <laughs> um, moving on from that statement. Okay. Uh, how old was... Uh, let's see. Who's the guy who played Alexander Harris? Uh, Nicholas Brendan. Thank you, Nicholas Brendan. How old is Nicholas Brendan? Um, uh, he's like fifty-four six. now, so I'm gonna say. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna say like twenty-six. Yeah. Uh, you nailed it. He was sweet. You, you, yes. You, you, you got you, you got how old you 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 missed how old he is now, which is fifty. Oh. <laughs> but Oops. he was. <laughs> He was 26 when the, when the show came out, which checks out because he he does not look like a high schooler at all. Like, no, no, absolutely not. No. He even, has even, he has that very like high school kid hair. Yes, which helps. He's got the um, oh my god, the Eric Matthews Boy Meets World like middle part. Yep. I I love that. It's such a good look. <laughs> and I'm gonna stop the bit now, but we'll save more for later. Okay. Yeah. Okay. This is gonna be an ongoing bit. Yeah. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Nice. I I love guessing how old people are in high school shows because it's usually like somewhere between sixteen and thirty two. Cassie, you gotta um, play young, you know. All right, I have a I have a question, a fun thing to talk about in mm-hmm. episode two, um, when you know the gang finds out that vampires are real, and yeah. you know it's that that's a scary moment and. Willow's first reaction is to call the police. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah, and Buffy's like, "Ugh, they're useless." So, yeah, A cab. Because on, on yeah, Buffy. Buffy because Buffy said A cab, y'all. What one of the like only things that was, uh, like, well, not the only things, but like one of the significant things that was carried over from the movie is that Buffy burns down a. The, the the school gym yeah I think, yeah previous school to kill some vampires uh because you can burn them to death that's one of the ways you, you can destroy a vampire um or to, to life i guess in a way um <laughs> and and then like 
so she's in trouble with the law and does not trust cops also because she's just cool and gets it she just knows <laughs> yeah totally absolutely yeah Yeah, and I mean, what would they do? They right. can't do like, anything. I, and, and, like, I, it, it is, like, a, a, I do like how quickly the show, meaning especially, like, these first two episodes, goes from, um, like, uh, vague on... Well, I think that vampires are established pretty quickly as things that are real, but, like, establishes a group that kind of trusts each other and knows vampires are real and doesn't really, like... Uh, dance around that too quickly like it, it goes pretty quickly to like here is the the as it will be referred to later on the scooby gang and like you <laughs> it, it's a it's a thing pretty quickly in a way that like you can start like playing with the the dynamics between the characters and like xander's kind of like uh feelings of inadequacy about his inability to do anything useful which i think are like one of the only things that are funny about his character uh and like Willow figures out her usefulness, um, yeah, computer hacker. <laughs> I love yeah, it. Which is yeah, it's the best. Go on, so, go on the net for me, Willow. <laughs> so it's it's so nineties, and but like it it is like for for all of the things that are have aged badly at the time, it was really weird and cool to see a show that had like pretty well written female characters that were like not just accessories to male characters. Yeah, 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 definitely Willow, I got the, like, reaction that, like, oh, I, you know, she was really well established as, like, being able to, like, do something, you know? She yeah. wasn't just, like, pining for Xander and, like, that's all she did all day was talk about, you know, how adorable he is or whatever. Like, she actually gets to work and, like, finds out what she's able to do to help the group, so. Yeah. yeah. She's, she's not, like, I mean, in retrospect, I don't think... I thought of her as, like, a very sort of, like, you know, well-fleshed-out character. And I think she probably is one of the better ones in the show. Um, like, it's she's not perfectly written or anything. And, like, the acting is very cutesy, which is fits the character. Sorry, it's horrible to say cutesy. But, like, you know, it's that's kind of her vibe as an actress. Um, but, yeah, anyway, like, there's a reason why I was like, that is the character I like in the show. That is the character that I'm focusing on and kind of empathize with. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, definitely. And I love like the research aspect of the show. You know, how like Giles has his, his like musty books that he <laughs> always like, he's like flipping the page and, and always comes to like the page that he needs to look at. Like, Oh my yeah, God, it's the harvest. <laughs> and it's got like, yeah, it's got like a full illustration of exactly what they need to do. Yeah. To rules. Kill whatever. <laughs> and then Willow's like Googling like mythical creatures that look like <laughs> <laughs> big bug. Yeah. Okay. So this is, a, this is a tangent, okay. which I've never done before. Um, <laughs> Does Anthony Stewart Head have a Hugh Grant vibe? Mm. Uh, that might just be a British thing. Is it? Yeah, though? just Is sort it? of bumbling, bumbling. Yeah, sweet. Like he doesn't like, like, like. Yes. Yeah. yeah, sort of like. I don't think he's like as neurotic as Hugh Grant can be. He's That's not true. as like jumpy. You're right. You're right. You're right. What if that yeah. was the direction that they gave him though in Buffy? They're like, <laughs> just act like do Hugh a little Grant. Hugh Grant library as a librarian Sprinkle thing. A little Hugh that's in there. that's why I brought it up. Yeah. Like, like it feels it feels like they're told like, can you just be like British but like in a like handsome but relatable because you're a neurotic way, um, <laughs> and also you are aware of the existence of supernatural creatures, and have to look after a, a child who kills vampires. Which is a lot yeah. for one guy making it on a on a, a high school librarian salary. Um, yeah, no shit. Do they get? I wonder. Do vampire? Um, do watchers get like a stipend? Like a commission? <laughs> Maybe it's like it's a commission. Explained. That's that's never the the the. the I want to know about the the. <laughs> The, the, like, organizational structure of whatever organization the Watchers are part of. I just can't remember the, the name council. of it right now. The council. Thank yeah. you. Just, um, just the council. The yeah. council, yeah. Yeah. Which I saw a really good um, uh, video. I'll, I'll, I think Jenny Nicholson did it on YouTube, who's, like, a, a YouTuber, about, like, uh, 
uh, teen dystopian movies and how they were like everything for a hot minute and then now have disappeared. And like they would just call things by like capital T, capital whatever, like the council or like the the test to make them seem more <laughs> ominous. <laughs> and it's like the cheapest move ever. <laughs> The faculty. <laughs> no, yeah, great movie. That, just, that was a good. That is a good movie. Yeah. Um. <laughs> anyway. Um. So I'm yeah. Sure, what? I'm pretty sure John Stewart. John Stewart is is a uh, character in the faculty. He is. He yeah. He gets stabbed in the eye. Nice. Oh, sorry. Uh, with um with the arm of a paper cutter. <laughs> As he deserves. Yeah. As he deserves. I have yeah, to watch that again. That's great. Yeah. Um. It's it's really good. Yeah. yeah. Uh. So what do we think about the, like, budding relationship between Buffy and Angel? They have this very kind of, like, enemies to... Well, they're not lovers quite yet, but they're, like, trying to figure each other out. It's it's trying to be noir. It's definitely mm. trying to be noir. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because at I this point, even in... Even beyond this, like, the few episodes that I've, I've watched ahead of this, we don't really know what Angel is. Yeah, and he like Should we no. spoil it for people. <laughs> yes, I, I, I was gonna bring it up. Like I, I, I had forgotten that they don't reveal what he really is. Do we, like, <laughs> we could say it if we want to. It's not surprising. I mean, they, yeah, like, it's not. They made a whole other show about it. Yeah, uh, he's an angel. It's a show called Angel. <laughs> um, That's why yeah, he's, he's really Doug. Yeah. But yeah, they, they don't. They don't reveal much about him in the first four episodes which is what I've watched so far. Yeah, he's very cryptic. Yeah. Um, and it, it's it's definitely done in these sort of, like, mysterious guy. He's even, like, made fun of in the show for being, like, a mysterious lurking presence. Um, <laughs> which I, th- I think when I was younger, I was like, this handsome dude annoys me because he's handsome and is he's, he's stealing weirdo valor. That is a Xanderism. Yeah. Oh God, no! no. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's okay. I it's mean, fine. I deserve that. My uh, my impression. So I'm very much an Angel fan, but um, watching these two episodes, I was like, why is he not helping at all? <laughs> like he just goes, uh, so... I I'm scared, and I'm like, what are you scared of? Yeah, look how ripped you are. Yeah. <laughs> I totally had a thought in the shower that um, Angel is to Buffy what Tuxedo Mask is to Sailor Moon. Oh, 100%. 100%. Just, like, comes in, like, maybe gives a little piece of advice, maybe throws a flower at the bad guy that does nothing, and then, like, goes away. He's like the inspector gadget to Penny. Yeah, Yeah, Buffy does all the heavy lifting, literally, because she's, like, crazy strong yeah but he is say, too it's it's it's, it's, it's the yeah uh, you're right leonard nimoy beaming away in that simpsons thing where he's like my job here is done <laughs> yeah which i don't like making simpsons references so that really hurt me oh to say, yeah that's fine we'll edit that out yeah, yeah. <laughs> we won't <laughs> what no i'm kidding um yeah i i feel like uh i don't know why so when i first watched this show like i was totally i wanted to gag at them like i didn't care about them at all like i was way more of a xander fan and a little bit of giles even back then i was like giles can get it i'm 13 years old he's apparently 43 yeah not not a problem not weird not a thing that happens <laughs> not, all the time yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and and like now, I'm like so invested in their relationship. I don't know what it is, but like I just want them to be happy forever. And I, spoiler alert, they don't. So yeah, I can't. <laughs> I have that oh. to look forward to. I can't wait until the Angel and Buffy theme song starts playing. That's like my favorite. Oh god. <laughs> uh. So I so when I first like booted up the pilot episode, the theme song. Like, as soon as that, like, wolf howl started, like, I just had a wash of memories. Just, like, I, like, was drowning. Like, I was, like, getting your hair blasted. I was, like, holy shit. (laughs) Everything just, like, came back to me all at once. It was crazy. It's a great theme song. It 
It's very like butt rock. <laughs> oh god, it's it, it's it's great despite being butt rock. Like I want yeah. to dislike it, but I'm like, man, that's exactly the vibe of Buffy. Yeah, yeah. Like Buffy, it kicks so, so much yeah. ass. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. whips ass completely. Yeah. You just for see... being so short and like. <laughs> yeah, you just, just imagine so her doing like crazy like flips and kicks and I don't know. It's just like very powerful. So w- what? else happens like i i, I want to like what what's established in this second episode right like that that carries on through the, the i i forgot the plot of the first two episodes even though i just watched them it's, it's, it's like so much about yeah it's you know because it's the establishing you know moments it, it it is very forgettable it's like you know we already know who these characters are and so like watching them get established is like not very interesting yeah and i also find like all the the schemes the harebrained schemes that the vamps are always like getting up to to be like fairly inscrutable you know it's like the harvest the reckoning i don't know what's going on like they're just trying to end the world again and like that's kind of all you need to know this 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 just uh further foreshadows the vampires or communist uh, analysis that they're constantly getting up to schemes yes. that don't make sense to other people. Yeah, <laughs> Just have one organizing meeting. God, please. Yes. <laughs> Just Can one you... Lumio poll. Come on. You guys need to figure out a system of consensus so you can actually come to a plan that you're all invested in. Please. <laughs> So, yeah, so the second episode, it's, like, a lot more fighting. Um, All the vampires descend on the Christian teen nightclub. Which, honestly, um, is kind of a scary moment. Yeah. it's good. It's good. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. That, like, Like, Luke Luke gets up on stage, and he's got that, like, backlight, and so he's, and he's, like, doing his big speech, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) And, like, people are, like, it's genuinely terrifying. And I I think that one thing that's cool about this show is like it's worth remembering that the things that were relevant about vampire uh, like culture or like the vampire the prominence of vampires in pop culture Mm -hmm. like it wasn't a big thing in the 90s like compared to the 2000s and 2000s like the the twilight era right like it was different it was more like blade and uh the interview one... with the vampire did that come yeah. out yeah did that come out yeah so i guess it was it was big but in a different way like it wasn't it wasn't like a teen focused thing right like it was more like a traditional kind of like vampires are old creatures that lurk about and then emerge and and like do dracula things and then go back in their in their coffins i clearly have thought about this a lot um <laughs> yeah they're like, like sexy adults not there's no teen stuff you're right r- right yeah. exactly yeah so so like this was kind of the thing that made it about teen drama and also teen anxiety and like vampires invading a place where you hang out as a teen was legitimately kind of creepy at that age yeah yeah the the, the scene where there's like the slow motion of them all like coming out of the mist to like get into the club actually oh, yeah. freaked me out. I was like, okay, well done. That's like an, a good moment. That's super scary. Yeah, definitely. Mine, mine was when um, they like kidnap the bouncer and then they just all like rush in through that little entrance door and they like go in all different directions. I was like, oh my God, I can't keep up with them. <laughs> like, where did they all go? I'm terrified. Like, <laughs> it was very like, yeah, I definitely like had a visceral reaction to that. I mean, vampires are just little guys going around. They're just little guys <laughs> just running around. Look at yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so yeah, oh, so man. they're in the the um, Christian teen nightclub. And <laughs> um, we're going to say that phrase so many yeah, times. I, and, yep. and then, yeah, the bouncer's the first one to go. And I'm super annoyed that there was no blood when, um, you know, like Luke sinks his teeth into his neck and like come, you know, like yeah. pops back up. And it's like, huh. 
no like, blood, oh, nothing. Very, yeah. Which he went to the like Emily Post school of demonism. Yeah, he did, He's very. He's a polite <laughs> vampire. Um, yeah. The, the first. He, the, the, he lifts his pinky up when he sucks your blood. The first rule of being a vampire is no muss, no fuss. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, they're sexy. They can't like you know. I'm gonna say that yeah, too often. Yeah, can't be gory. Yeah. It is funny that, that like like I'm glad we're talking about. Our vampire sexy really early because like I definitely had a, a crush on a lot of the lady vampires. Oh yeah, in the show like it it it's a weird like there is a BDSM undercurrent to the show that is much more overt <laughs> than in probably any show that was on TV before in American TV. Maybe like I can't think of one that that like actually front like made that front and center more. Twin Peaks. But oh, good point. I mean, no, you're right. But yeah. but like yeah, right. very yeah. different audience, yeah. probably. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're yeah right. Absolutely. At least at least for like a teen show, yeah. it was extremely unusual. Oh like yeah. Maybe yeah yeah. Yeah, and I'm gonna it, talk about vampires being sexy all the time because I <laughs> um, love vampires and I think they're sexy and I don't think they're the villains. And and <laughs> for those who don't know, uh, BDSM stands for but uh <laughs> nope um <laughs> you, you wanged it already okay. wanged it but but dick <laughs> yep sex yep uh-huh mm. machine yeah it's nine inch nails first album but dick sex machine <laughs> 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 That's the worst. <laughs> this is the podcast is the pits. <laughs> You're not going to learn anything. <laughs> okay, so okay, so what happens at the end? Buffy smokes them all. Yeah. How does how does she kill Luke? I don't remember. Uh no, it's great. It's actually a really like I, I like this bit. So she kills Luke by um <laughs> Oh right! Yeah, no, okay. it's, it's 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 the it's the dawn bit. She she she. Oh yeah. She convinces him that it's that it is turning into uh, dawn, which like vampires are sensitive to sunlight, mm-hmm. and then he he does like a dumb himbo like ooh thing when she breaks a window and lets in like you know uh, a big light stage light like a floodlight. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and then she's like, yeah, in eight hours, dummy, and then stabs him with a stake. <laughs> eight hours, idiot. Yeah. <laughs> And it rules. Like it's actually like legitimately, I I think I remember watching that, like doing my first rewatch probably like fifteen years ago. I mean like yeah, this show's good. This is like that that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's, that's a really what it got you. Yeah, well, just like just like re- reminded me of what I liked about it, right? Like it was like this, this there was clever writing. Um, the characters are are, are treated as individuals who have like different motivations and are like smart at times and dumb at times the way the people are which i like a lot about right. um and like that's a little bit over the top in terms of being a clever way to end an episode but like it's it's good like it's it's like a good sort of like heroic moment that's undercut by being just like a trick you know what i mean yeah um, yeah so. how do we feel about like the way vampires die in buffy like the, uh, the smoke. I think the sound effect that they make makes me uh, want to die. <laughs> the, sound I design, hate it. This, the sound design of this show is like we, we we've we've talked about this. Got forever. Whoever's listening to this episode in our pre-pro. Out, yeah, we we talked about sound design a bit, and like it's ooh, not so great. <laughs> like, it's so bad. What did I say? Yeah. I think it sounded like. It sounds like Betty White queefing. <laughs> just like, uh, just like. I will dust. never think like, of anything else ever again. I, like, I can't. It's crazy. I, I've never heard over... anything like it since. Also, you know what, Betty White? I'm glad that you can still queef. <laughs> yeah, way now. to go, lady. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah. Good job, hon. Like you've got, uh, I, 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 I support you in all your. Body in all your queefing. Friend, friend of the pod, yeah. Betty White. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, like the the, the 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 repeatedly used punch sound effect is oh my god, it's like a canon ridiculous. movie. It's like yeah, uh, like Chuck Norris. It like oh my god, it's like her Buffy's fist has a fist. Yeah, it's it's and like I 
I am mad at myself as a teen for not being like, this is the silliest thing I've ever heard. But also, like, the show is engrossing enough that you don't notice it unless you, you're, like, listening for it for the most part. Right. Yeah, I have I had headphones in when I was watching it, so it was like extremely pronounced <laughs> to the point where I was like, okay. It's like, like it's it, like a, it has I, like it yeah. almost has like two notes, so it's like, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah it is. It's it a is. lasso, yes, exactly. Yeah, yes, it is. It's crazy. I it's it's. I really like though that like the vampires always like not always, but a bunch of them do like sort of a spit take. Like right before they turn into dust, where they're like, "Oh no!" What? Like, <laughs> yeah, they have like a yeah, like a gut punch. Yeah. Uh, check please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what if they were like forced to say that every time they die? <laughs> it's just lore. <Bruh>. <laughs> well, it's a living. That one. Yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> Uh, I'm dying. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I but like I, I do I I'm I'm okay with the turning to dust mechanism. Yeah. Like I think that's Yeah, fine. that makes sense, I feel yeah. like. Like almost like their bodies are reverting to like how old they would be when like when they died originally, I feel yeah. like. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like rapid, rapid they went to the old beach. <laughs> like, oh god. <laughs> just rapidly aged. Which, which is like, oh, yeah. Also, I, I, I still haven't seen that, that movie. Uh, yeah, I haven't either. Le, Le, Leslie's referring no, to I the, haven't either, the, the, the newest M-, M. Night Shyamalan joint, which involves people going to a beach that makes them old really fast, <laughs> uh, which is based on apparently a very good comic book that has that same theme because that's a dude that turns good ideas into garbage. <laughs> our, um, our hometown hero. <laughs> yeah oh really yeah yeah actually i think he's like a suburban boy but oh yeah of course yeah stealing (laughs) philly valor yeah just just like just like bb net not yahoo oh yeah uh, yeah yeah i just learned that recently and i'm Uh uh-huh yeah flabbergasted yeah it it sucks uh wild we're not sending our best I mean, he did a good job of helping to colonize a place. If that was his goal, so okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. He's, you, you, he's no, I, I appreciate that you always have the glass half full. Yeah, time. you don't do, have to yeah. hand it to him though. Um, <laughs> you don't have to hand it to Netanyahu. Are you crazy? And, and okay, so well, let's say this: enemies of the pod, Joss Whedon, <laughs> uh, BB Netanyahu. <laughs> Uh, who else? I don't know. We, we'll figure that out later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll add, we'll have like a little um, kill list a at list. the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That will get ever longer. Tight. <laughs> well, then, yeah, Buffy kills the vessel so that the master doesn't uh, escape wherever he is at. That like barrier is still uh, entrapping him. Mm hmm. And uh, so they save the day for now. Yeah. Mm. And I love <laughs> at the end, uh, you know, Xander said, nothing is ever going to be the same. But then the next day, it totally is. It's yeah, totally it is. the same. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I will also say, um, so I have, I have a couple thoughts. I feel like we're in like the episode wrap up mode. Right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. So I'm going into that. Um, what, what's Nicholas something is his name? Nicholas yeah. Brendan. Nicholas Brendan, uh, he had a stuttering problem when he was younger, and so like that's something something oh, that oh I didn't know that, that yes and I I like I don't have that problem I had different speaking problems based on like my jaw being fucked up as a kid um, and so I like very much had simpatico with him in ways that I think are like spiritual but also fuck that character. Want to say that? Yeah, um, I, yeah. I yeah. love. He's a tremendous actor. He's so like I feel like underrated as just kind of a an everyman kind of working class kind of you know a character. He always plays characters that you like want to have a beer with. Yes, uh, he's great on Criminal Minds. <laughs> and he's um, he's legitimately like very funny in the show. Yeah, like, yeah. He, he works because he he is good at delivering like 
Absolutely. ironic dialogue well. Yeah. And, like, I don't want to underrate that. Because, like, I, I feel like I shouted him a lot in this recording. I'm like, no, there's a reason why, as a 16-year-old, I was like, this dude's funny. And, like... <laughs> I, relatable I yeah, yeah absolutely exactly. and he wears and, the um, hell out of a uh green mushroom printed shirt <laughs> oh yeah um, his shirts yeah are a, an extra character yeah my my, my my dude uh shops at dan flashes and <laughs> he spent a lot of money on that one <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah i love that he at the very beginning when he sees buffy for the first time he does that like fucking circus clown pratfall oh yeah. yeah yeah and that was all him that was not a stunt double Whoa, so like that's cool. you, nicholas i know he's been in a spot of trouble lately so we hope you have a speedy recovery nick get yeah. better yeah yeah and like above all like i, I i'm like i don't I, i'm not i'm not saying this for either of you but like i i am generally like he's having a hard time as a person and mm-hmm. i hope he's like doing okay because yeah me too he he needs to needs to get back on the silver screen man yeah miss you we miss you nicholas exactly um and my other thought as a wrap-up ish thing is like i i want to emphasize how much this show was unusual in a bunch of ways for the time in terms of the way like the writing worked and like how the mix of, of genre with teen focused stuff was like super weird for the time. Like it was weird, but also like really well done for how early in the show it was. Like the, the special effects weren't always great. And like the makeup was, was, was like, you know, spotty at times, but like it was definitely a thing that worked because there, there were a lot of good ideas. Um, and also nothing ages perfectly and i think it's okay to say like this some stuff hasn't aged well because that's just like true mm-hmm. so, yeah. yeah 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 absolutely i feel like this show is one of those rare instances where like i think tim you said it earlier like you know sometimes you watch a show and and they'll say like oh it really doesn't pick up to like season three or whatever like buffy not out the gate I won't say that but like of all the shows that there ever have been like this picks up and finds its groove quicker than most yep you know episodic adventure shows so definitely props to that yeah I mean I feel like people always talk about how season one is awful and unwatchable and I I disagree yeah yeah same yeah, I, I was surprised by that, but I was like, it's 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 not as good as as like the the parts of the show that I love. Yeah, but it still establishes things I care about and has like a tone that I think is like mm-hmm. r- really good. Yeah, very solid foundation. Yeah. All right, that's a wrap. Um, thanks everybody for listening. This has been fangs for the memories. And remember, you're not special. You're extraordinary. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. I'm mad about that.